It's that time again. It's episode four of Desert League coming up next. Episode 4 of Desert League. I'm Ward Andrews in the Desert League North Bureau, and we've got Sean Fitzpatrick reporting in. Hey, Ward. It's Sean from the South Bureau of the Desert League. How are you? Great. Doing great. We have week one of college football. It's come and gone. Curious what your hot takes are from the press box from uh, the game okay first let's let's just get the bragging out of the way i know you were talking about the predictions i i couldn't remember what our two predictions were but i understand that you had something to share about the uh, nau game prediction so (laughs) maybe we should get that out of the way i believe my prediction was 63 24 and uh i think the final score was 62 24 is that right uh, I believe you are correct. So that's a, wow. that's a that's a pretty audacious and accurate prediction, especially <laughs> especially considering. Okay, if if we kicked the extra point, which you know after you've scored sixty three points, I can understand maybe your leg gets a little bit tired. Uh, I, well, the extra point was uh, it wasn't early on in the game, but it wasn't late in the game either. So yeah. let's let's go. So that's that's sixty three. And then if you include the three touchdowns that Brandon Dawkins ran for that were all called back on um, offensive penalties, the score yeah. actually should have been 84 to 24. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, I took Arizona's holding into account when I made my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that you, uh, you, you had the foresight to mm-hmm. to look ahead in the future and see that uh, <laughs> there are going to be some miscues on the offensive line that we were only going to attempt two passes in the second half and yet uh. we were somehow still going to amass 62 points <laughs> i everybody up in the press box uh, especially in the stat the stat booth we were all scratching our heads because we we're just honestly we we did, we did not look great but uh no. You know, a win is a win. You get some game time out there, especially for the freshmen, and uh, and uh, we've def- we've definitely demonstrated we can run. We've now rushed for more than a thousand yards over the last two games. Um, you know, it, including the the Arizona State game. So um, I think I, I want to go out on a limb and say that Houston's preparing for the run. Yeah, you could say that. So I've just never seen a game where a team dominated, scored 63 points, and kind of looked like garbage. Like, how do you do that? But Arizona pulled it off. There's no passing game. I'm seriously concerned about the defense. The only – I mean, Rich Rod has good gimmicks to get gaps for fast guys. Um, You know, I just don't know. I I, I was kind of disappointed, and yet we won by a lot. Yeah, and, and the and the secondary looked um f- frankly the secondary looked worse than I feared it would because you know 
we we got burned on some deep balls that uh you yeah. know any any division 1 school you know is going to be able to exploit i don't care where you are in the standings or what your record is and that's that's got to get fixed pretty i mean immediately because <laughs> agreed that that's just, agreed i kept uh, thinking oh ucla touchdown oh ucla touchdown like every time that I mean nau guys were open all game Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and you've got to give uh, NAU credit. You know, they, they have a good, they have a good solid quarterback, but you know, nobody on the level um, that we're going to see, especially in conference play. And um, I, it's uh, actually when um, my, my first thought when, when you asked your question about, uh, you know, thoughts about, Arizona after the game, uh, my first thought was, how about those Diamondbacks? Uh, not not Seriously. trying to change, not trying to change <laughs> the subject, but but trying to change the subject. It's like I'm honestly yeah. more excited about the Diamondbacks right now than I am about the Wildcats, but I hope that will change. Yeah, agreed. Arizona Diamondbacks. Let's just switch to it for a second. What an absolute tear they're on. They're not only winning; they're winning big. They're only winning big. They're blowing away the Dodgers and the Rockies. I just it's too bad the D backs didn't get into a twenty game hole because they're playing the best baseball in baseball right now. These guys are well, very good. Well, right right behind the Cleveland Indians, uh you know, shout out to uh to Southern Arizona University of Arizona product, uh Terry Francona there. Uh so you know, we've got Arizona connections for uh for the two hottest teams in baseball. And they've even got me like while we're on this podcast, they have me checking my ESPN app because right before yeah. we went on air and, and recorded this, I was uh, I was checking you know Fox Sports to for the MLB whip around and and they were just showing uh, Arizona score run in the fourth inning, and uh, I mean they they literally have me on the edge of my seat, especially with with you know the, everyone was giving the Dodgers the World Series title you know, uh, even after the all-star break. And now yep. Diamondbacks have a nine and eight record against the Dodgers this year. Right. The last team the Dodgers want to play in the postseason are the D-backs. And uh, we're going to have that scary one-game playoff probably <laughs> against the Rockies. And then if we get through that, it's going to be D-backs-Dodgers potentially. And Although, I mean, gosh, the D-backs are at 80 wins. But the Dodgers are at 92 wins. This is just insanity. Uh, the Dodgers well, are, are up one nothing in the fifth inning right now, so they may beat the Dodgers again. Well, yeah, and 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 still, I mean, the uh, the Indians have the longest streak as of as of this recording at 12 games. Diamondbacks had 11 games, but there's no reason to think now that you know the D-backs, you know, couldn't be at 12 games here in an hour or so. It's yep. uh, and, and then you've got Martinez, you know, jacking four, four long balls over the wall yesterday against four <laughs> yeah. different pitchers. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> you've got the pitching staff just slamming the gate shut. So, you know, the uh, the uh, the October November sport to talk about may not be the Wildcats or the Sun Devils. It may be the D-backs. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. That would be amazing. I'd love to have some October baseball podcast so uh let's switch right back to arizona football i have a couple concerns i want to get your take the passing game is a disaster 
Um, so there was all this hubbub about how we were going to leverage the tight end this season. Um, Trevor Wood was walking around practice with a boot on today. Right. Uh, he left in the third quarter, I think, in the NAU game. Don't know right. the extent of it. Like, have you heard anything? Is he? It's just we can't catch a break on this tight end position. I feel like. Well, you know, in, in some ways, it's kind of ironic that the Saturday home op- home opener was the Gronkowski bobblehead doll night because if yeah. you wanna if you wanna just look at the jinx around tight ends and and Arizona, uh, look no further than you know our all world guy Gronkowski and and all the potential that that we could have had if if we'd been able to keep him healthy when he was a wildcat. And now we're yeah, like or right back in the same boat. They were the Wildcats. <laughs> well, I the thing like is, there is were like four, four or five games in his career where they actually focused on throwing him the ball. I don't know. Well, well no, we, we absolutely uh, – I mean, the, the, yeah, the games where we focused on throwing the, the Gronkowski, it was you, – you just watched that, those plays, those, those crossing – uh, plays, you know, over the middle of the field where he'd just take him and just run over people to the end zone. <laughs> You're like, well, you yeah. don't really even need to call up anything that elaborate. You just have him cross over, and, and that's pretty much what they did. And then he got injured, and then, you know, that was the end of it. But, uh, but you know, basically the latest word is, uh, I guess, uh, Jamie Nunley is uh, is set to come back at the tight end position. So that is um, – that's supposed to be good news. Um, I, I'm less, I'm less concerned about the people in out there to catch balls. Than I am about the ability to get balls to them. But um, yeah, but uh, but you know, it looks like uh, looks like we will have a. Um, uh, it looks like Trevor Wood uh, probably will be will be out um, this Saturday. But it looks like with Nunley back. That's you know that's going to help, but you know the bottom line, especially when you're talking about a tight end, is you've got to hit. I mean, just like a basketball player, you've got to hit those mid-range jump shots to be a really good player. And you know, to, in a to be a quarterback, it's one thing to to chuck the little you know the little three or four yard passes or the forty yard passes where you throw them as hard as you can or as soft as you can. You've got to be able to get some accuracy. And even on the the long bombs that Dawkins threw, there was just no touch on those. You know, you just there there wasn't time for receivers to run under the ball and catch it. You know, he overthrew a couple guys and um, just just couldn't hit. You know, guys um, kind of in the mid range area, and that's uh, that's going to kill you because you know Houston's got this defensive tackle at Oliver that Arizona's using three. Uh, three guys on defense to simulate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. <laughs> yeah, and 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 he he prides himself on stopping the run. So okay, we're it, gonna it, find it, out. It, you don't have to do a lot of math to say if we don't if we don't get a passing game pronto, and then even on the running game, our our biggest rusher was Dawkins, and that was with three incredibly long runs for touchdowns, which were amazing, you know, that were, that were called back on, on penalties. But even without those, he had 92 yards rushing. So 
Um, yep. You know, it was nice to see Nick Wilson, uh, you know, do some great performance on, on the ground. But uh, we need, you know, we need our rushers to, to own the rushing yards. <laughs> I agree. You know, I was looking at how am I going to match my prediction performance this week. And I was looking at a lot of the stats from Arizona-Houston. And I'm concerned about those same things. The, only, the wild card here to me is that Houston will turn that ball over. They were ranked like 107th or 110th or something out of all Division One schools last year in uh, turnover, plus mm. minus. And, uh, and I know it was only one game and it was the Lumberjacks, but let's celebrate while we can. Arizona is actually ranked number one this year in a turnover margin with a plus three. So uh, we'll take it for the one week that we'll have it. And maybe <laughs> they can force some more turnovers and keep things interesting at uh, Arizona Stadium on Saturday night. Absolutely. And, I mean, the the takeaway, I mean, coaches love looking at the takeaway numbers, the, you know, the turnover to takeaway ratio. And, a lot of times just getting a good feel for that stuff is the most important thing. So that that's the type of thing that, that could actually gain momentum. If you've got, yep. you know, because we had, what, two, uh, I think two interceptions and one fumble recovery. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And, you know, uh, takeaways are contagious. You know, once, once a couple guys start getting them, then, then these, these kids start getting confidence and they start looking for them. So, I think uh, I think we could see some we could see um you know our secondary giving up some big plays once again but then also making up for it with some you know with some picks maybe even a pick six. Yeah, I think we're going to need it. You know, you really you nailed it as far as Houston. I mean, last season their rushing defense was ranked fourth in the country. And uh and yeah, we're off to a good start with the 500 yards rushing um this year and at the end of last year but that's really where it's going to be if arizona doesn't have a rushing game they aren't scoring and uh they're losing so let's see if, if arizona's rushing attack can can hang with houston's defense yeah i think and this is this is a case where i mean usually you try and establish the run in order to to uh to get the pass this is one of those weird situations where Arizona needs to establish the pass early in order to establish the run. <laughs> yep. Yep. And let's hope they can do it. I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. So, I mean, now let's talk about the quarterbacks real quick. Okay. So clearly Dawkins is not a great passer. You, all reports were he's getting better. He did not look better. Um, Rhett Rod got in. He's not a <laughs> division one QB. But he can throw a ball, so yeah. obviously he's coach's son, and I thought it was interesting that he got the nod um, over, was it Tate? No, Tate well, got in. It was over. Uh, yeah. Yeah, over, um, over, the other, over the other Tate. Yep. The other guy. So, well, it, I don't know. What, what, if Darkins can't throw the ball – do, does he stay in just because he's such a run threat? But what happens when everyone, you know, stacks the box and forces us to throw? Well, I think on the one hand, if if Arizona is able to prove to defenses that 
we're just going to line up and knock you off the line and we're going to run. And Dawkins is, you know, maybe going to throw a couple short passes, but, you know, basically we're going to run at you and we're going to knock you over and we're going to score. I have got no problem with that. I just, I just have a hard time believing that that's going to work against some of the, you know, the stronger defensive lines starting with this week. But what's what's interesting is Rhett Rod, I feel like Scooby-Doo when I say that. Um, Rhett Rod. Rod. (laughs) It's almost like Rhett Rod. Rhett Rod. He's now the number two quarterback because Khalil (laughs) Tate is injured. (laughs) Rhett Rod. (laughs) Yeah, so Rhett Rod, Rhett Rod, Rhett Rod. That's true. Uh, well, you know, Dawkins, it, he makes the right reads, right? That's why Rich Rod loves him. He makes that right, that correct read on the run game. He knows when to keep it. He knows when to run it. I don't know. Maybe we're just stuck with that. It's going to be, can defenses deal with this read option attack? And if they can, they're going to crush us. Hey, how, how good is how, how good is a new Solomon looking right now? I don't know. <laughs> he had a he had a big game in his opener, so but um but yeah, you gotta move on. Now one thing I have to say in support of the Wildcats all the way around is the the speed is just insane. You know oh, yeah. the uh, the uh the end around play, you know, for the oh, touchdown was yeah, just that was awesome. <laughs> That was awesome. As soon as that exchange happened and you just looked at where people were on the field, you're like, oh, nobody's going to touch him. He's gone. Yeah. He that was amazing. What a great play. Yeah, and then how about that kickoff return or that punt return at the beginning of the game? Yeah, no, it's – you know, I, I, made the, I made the comment up in the, up in the stat booth that Looks like all those drills with the um, with the water guns are paying off because uh, we look we look pretty solid and and you know I I, I don't want to get accused of of doing a, a Dick Tomey Bronx uh, cheer here but um, uh, one another thing that got a lot of comments up in the press box from the stat crew was um, the fact that we have a kicker who had nine touchbacks on ten kickoffs. Which is uh, is not too too shabby. Yeah, that's a weapon for sure. Yeah. So you know, it's 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 nice to see some of those little things coming in. Um, that, that's a Havre Um yeah. Basically, yeah, nine nine touchbacks on on ten kickoffs. So it doesn't hurt to be able to have your kicking game and your special teams going there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we should talk about the Sun Devils a little bit, Sean. Yeah, we need to do that. Well, I I saw they won. They won. Although it got sketchy at the end there. Yeah. They didn't pull away. Like they left a bad team hanging around. So that was, that was interesting to me. Um, But it looks like ASU's got a passing game. So that that's good for them. I think they had like a 60-yard a bomb, um, Manny Wilkins to John Humphrey, who I think played for uh, played for Oklahoma State last year and trans or two years ago and transferred. No, he played for Oklahoma. He uh, he played for the Sooners. 
So thought that was interesting. Um, but it sounds like this Billy Napier, who's the new offensive coordinator, he uh, he he likes the long ball, the home run ball. So that's just something yeah. to be aware of, especially with our crappy secondary come end of season. ASU is definitely going to dial up the long ball. Yeah, well, so. you know, between between ASU's passing game and our running game, we've got we've got one good team. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. But you know, the ASU thing. I mean, uh, don't get too hype because it was the third quarter and the score was like seventeen thirteen. Well, and the final score was 37-31, so, yeah. you know, I, like was, I don't consider New Mexico State a powerhouse, and they they scored 18 points in the fourth quarter to ASU 7, so, yeah. Um, yeah. but, you know, you, you got Wilkins through exactly for 300 yards, threw a couple TDs, um, you got Humphrey had over 100 yards receiving, but yeah, you're right. Um, you know, the rush it, definitely the yardage was more on the receiving end. Um, yep. You know, but yeah, you know, it looks like ASU's um, you know passing and receiving core is definitely a lot more robust than Arizona's. Yeah, and I mean, like you say, put those two together, and you've got a great team. But and, yeah, and it kind of it kind of looks like if you put both of our defenses together, you have half a team. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So ASU plays San Diego State Aztecs this week. I don't really know a lot about the Aztecs, but we are going to have to make some predictions here. Um, We're we're going to predict Arizona State football or just Arizona? (laughs) Maybe we should just stick to Arizona football. (laughs) I I really have no idea what's going to happen for the Sun Devils. So um, one thing that's interesting about Arizona is that Houston – has opened as a three and a half point favorite in the betting circles. And uh, that's kind of sad considering it's a home game for Arizona. Um, well, I th- yeah, I think the, um, I think the folks who put down wagers uh, probably watch that game. And, and in a week where, you know, Howard university pulled off the biggest upset in college betting history, <laughs> you know, as 45, I think something like 40 point, 40 plus point underdogs. Uh, I heard what, what was it? A hundred dollar bet would, would get you $5,000 or something like that. Wow. Um, I think there, people are a little bullish on, on looking at things that maybe on paper don't look too feasible. Yeah. But you know, the, the thing is though, you can't, you can't really underestimate the impact of um, Houston not having a season opener to work out the kinks. And this being their season opener, you know, they basically have had had to postpone their their first uh, game of the season. And, you know, they're understandably going through a lot of disruption and a lot of anxiety and a lot of things that are bigger than football. And, you know, even the yeah. Houston head coach was saying that, you know, he came down and saw everybody was on their phone and, you know, nobody was had their head in football. So they're, they're having a hard time just even getting their head in the game. So, you know, not that not that you'd ever want um, to have an advantage over an opponent for this particular reason, but I think it is it will be a factor. Um, yeah, and so, so I don't know, giving Good Houston point. a three point edge, I think, is a little generous. I do too. I do too. I'm taking Arizona in this one. I'm just going to go ahead and give you the score here, so you can uh, okay 
write this down. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Arizona 38, Houston 30. Okay, so you're going 38 to 30? Yep. Hmm. I think that's a pretty good score. I'm going to go 31-24. Okay. Arizona. I like it. Got to have those homer votes for Arizona. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm I'm still going to be betting for Arizona until they lose. You know, I'm just going to keep calling predictions in their favor until they lose. Well, well, it's it's good to put your cards on the table and just say, you know, we're, we're rooting for Arizona. And so when you make a prediction, it's almost like it's better to, to make a prediction that you can root for. So it's even if, if you're going for the upset, it's like, even if you think that the upset is remote, if, you know, it's, it's, it's not like we're on the national, uh, the national podcasts or shows where people are hanging on every uh, prediction, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not putting on Wilbur's head or anything, but I think I'm going to win. I think okay. Coach easy. Corso. <laughs> Uh, I just like I like the Arizona's at home. I like that it will be Houston's first game. They'll be working out the kinks, and we should have the kinks worked out. Um, I, there's a lot of, you know, like uh, you, we don't really know what we're getting from Houston, but we also know I think that they're going to be, what, starting a new quarterback this season. I just, just yeah. I think Arizona will look better, and there's there was plenty of film for Rich Rod to use going into this game. Well, you know, maybe maybe we can uh, get on the national news like, uh, you know, Texas A&M and UCLA and, uh, you know, did with, you know, the, one of the biggest uh, fourth quarter comebacks ever. That, that would be the thing that would make the Houston-Arizona game interesting is is have Houston take a big lead into the fourth quarter and we storm back and, and pull victory from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> hey, however we need to do it, however we need to do it. So one one final question for you, Sean, as we're wrapping up. I felt like Arizona showed a lot, but that's the real question. Did they actually show a lot, or were they holding back? Oh, I I would I would love to think that we held something back, but um, we. I think we needed everything we had in order to win the game. Um, yeah, that's my concern. We I, were throwing I, reverses, and we had all our read option plays out there on the table. And oh, I just I'm concerned that we showed all what what we have to beat the Lumberjacks, and we've got nothing to show. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe the passing game was was disguised, and maybe we'll have something good. But if you can't complete the open pass, I'm not sure how it's going to get better the next week. No, you never, you never want to hide something uh, like something that you're going to really rely on in the passing game because so much of that is timing. And you know, if if you don't get your timing going in the first game, I I would find it hard to believe that we only passed twice in the second half because uh, we didn't want to show. <laughs> You show anything because Dawkins <laughs> Dawkins needs the reps, you know. Um, but bef- before we wrap up, should we say something about the Arizona Cardinals or? Sure. Well, one sad thing to see is that Scooby got cut 
Oh, well, I didn't see that. That's a bummer. Yeah. Okay, well then I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the Cardinals. I'm not a fan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think we've got. We'll just have to wait. I, I'm taking a wait and see attitude on the Cardinals. We'll just wait and see. That's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess we're a little. Uh, just the final thoughts from that NAU game. We are a little spoiled because if you think about it. You and I just spent the last half hour complaining about, at least I, I think I was complaining, about U of A. I mean, they scored 62 points, right? Yeah. So since 1978, which is the beginning of the PAC era, this is only the fourth time that we've scored that many points. So we dropped 77 on NAU in 2015, 70 on Idaho in 2008, and 63 on Pacific in 1980. Other than that, that that game was the was one of the highest scoring games of the modern era for Arizona. So we have to give Rich Rod a little bit of credit for that. Okay, so if you have, do you have the full records for those seasons handy there? They are like, not telling me on this. Okay, so if I, I can't speak to all of those, but um, uh, what, what, what was our two thousand fifteen wasn't bad. Twenty fifteen was a good year. Two thousand eight was probably the best Stoops year. In fact, didn't we win the Vegas Bowl or something that year? It was a decent. It was like an eight win season or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And then that one okay. was a that nineteen eighty game was a Smith. A Larry Smith team. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you might have a point. I just, I just didn't, I just didn't think it was a, a very believable sixty-two points. You know. Yeah. No, and, I, hear and, you. I hear and you. I would, I would, I would feel better. And I've, I've always been a Dick Tomey fan, and and I think we're collectively um, paying, you know, paying the price for the sins of the past and and wanting to have more excitement and more offense and, and all that. But I've, I've always been a big believer in, in the, the defensive, um, you know, field position approach and, you know, the desert swarm and, and, and all that. And um, if, if I saw the defense performing better, I, I would be more excited about the 62 points, I think. Yeah, for sure. And a Rich Rod team has to have a serviceable defense to win games. And we yeah. don't know if we have that yet. We're probably going to find out on Saturday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, any other parting shots, Sean? I think we're going to wrap it up for the night. No, just um, just a shout-out um, to the University of Arizona. I know they're planning on – um, really inviting people to bring uh, donations, um, you know, to support Houston um, in light of uh, the fact that, that we're playing Houston. And um, wow. I, I grew up in Corpus Christi in Houston. So um, I've been having uh, communications back and forth with high school classmates and whatnot uh, from Houston. So just a shout out to Houston and uh, doing what I can to, to support as far as donations and, and whatnot. And, and just, uh, just, uh, you know, doing what we can to, to show everybody there and, and really proud of seeing them all step up and, and really help their neighbors. Uh, so 
looking forward to seeing that same kind of outpouring from the from the Tucson fans uh, this weekend at the game. Yeah, I think we can expect that to happen. Just a great thought, Sean. All right. Absolutely. Well, from the North Bureau of the Desert League and from Sean in the South Bureau, uh, I'm Ward Andrews with Sean Fitzpatrick, and thanks for tuning in to Episode 4 of Desert League. If you want to uh, ask us a question, feel free to download the Anchor app. You can go to anchor.fm, download the Anchor app on your smartphone. If you want to look up our podcast, just search Desert League on iTunes or go to anchor.fm slash desert dash league. Bear down, America. Bear down, bear down and D back. Good night, all. Good night.